how would you like to get paid to live on Nantucket for the summer and do nothing but take photos of your beautiful self? It sounds like a dream, but it could be a nightmare. Janet King wrote the most awesome novel about it. It's called The Season Airs, and we are going to chat with her. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Welcome to Book Circle Online. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and we are joined by Jana King. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You are a writer of all things, writer of television shows, movies, a children's book too, and now your debut novel, The Season Airs, which, as I described, is the story of six good-looking 20-somethings who get paid to paid money, a good amount of money, to live on beautiful Nantucket and take beautiful pictures of themselves wearing a certain brand of clothes, Linden Wild. Wild do you pronounce it Wild? Linden Wild. Yes. Yeah. Linden Wild. Um and it sounds like a dream job, but it could turn into a nightmare. <laughs> and it does. And it definitely <laughs> does, yes. Um of course I can't believe you know, when I'm reading the book of I was pronouncing it wild, but now that I'm thinking about it it's W-Y-L-D. Yeah. But you were so brilliant because your hashtags were so good. It seems so realistic that that you would have brand ambassadors doing the hashtag Be Wild and all kinds of versions of wild. It was perfect. Did you have to think a lot about what the name of the... No, you know what? It came to me pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I thought her first name was really fun and it was an interesting first name and it it seemed to suit her. And then it, it... it was pretty immediate because it was just fun to be able to use the hashtags and yeah. think of different hashtags. The hashtags so. were perfect. Thank you. Um, it's been compared a lot to two shows that, and I watch a lot of TV, but I actually just ha- happen to not watch um, Unreal, which one day I will. I will binge watch it. And Pretty Little Liars is another one I know I have to binge watch. But I compare it to Vanderpump Rules because there's these all these good-looking kids working for this kind of scary at times British sophisticated woman, um, but there are also elements of a Christopher Guest movie. Kind of just, I sense the That's you know the compliment. laughing Thank at you. the absurdity of the shallowness. But then there's also you know something sinister lurking beneath. Yes, which would be like I didn't see Get Out because I saw the preview and it scared me. But my husband saw it. He explained the whole movie to me. So there's that element too that there's something sinister happening beneath all of this beauty. Yes. So, and it was amazing. So, Thank congratulations. You. Thank you. Um, I know the idea came to you. You were on the set of a show and someone sparked the idea for you, right? It, it wasn't that. It was that um, I had been talking to my uh, book agent about just things that I thought were interesting to write about. And we ended up talking about this whole world of brand ambassadors. And he, you know, thought that because it sounded so fascinating, and we both thought it sounded so fascinating, he asked me if I thought it would be a fun, you know, subject to write about in a novel and in a fictional novel. And, and it was, it was really fun. (laughs) Did you say, yes, I'll definitely do it. Or did you start writing it and then kind of be like, all right, this, I could go the full, what was Uh, the process? The process was, I said, yeah, you know, I'll write a novel. It'll be fun. And it was fun, but it was also very different than anything I'd done before and challenging, but I was really up for it from the beginning because I'd always wanted to write a novel and and felt like uh, this was a really good opportunity for me to do that. You've said in other interviews that it's so much different than writing TV because, you know, for TV, you it's there's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of stuff that the director does. But when you're writing a novel, you have to 
do everything in between, all of the descriptions, all of the being there. Did you take a trip to Nantucket? <laughs> I had spent a, a lot of time Growing back up, east. Right? Yeah, um, in my you know earlier adult life with my kids. Um, going to Cape Cod and Nantucket. So um, we had spent summers there and I just had a really, you know, uh, beautiful image of uh, that part of of uh, the U.S., you yeah. know, and it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous place to summer. So I've never been, but I had a I had a house at the Jersey Shore with my friends from high school. <laughs> um, and then I did a share in the Hamptons when I was a little older. Um but I've never been to Nantucket, but I always want to. But it has this kind of pure reputation. You know, like if this book took place in the Hamptons, it'd be like, all right, I could kind of see that happening. But Nantucket is, it, it's so pure in a way. Yeah. So that was a, the perfect choice. Yeah, there's a very, there's a definite um, feeling of like perfection uh, when you're when you're walking around town. So it, it just seemed like the perfect venue for things to get crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. For things to look perfect. Yeah. There's a great line at the end, which this isn't giving it away, but um, one of the characters returns home and she's running her hand along her brick building. And she says it, it, it's inconsistent in color and feel. Unlike the meticulous white wood shingle facades on Nantucket, they look smooth and clean, but would surprise you with a splinter, which was, I got chills when I read that. It was the, Thank it you. was, it summed it up perfectly though the whole the whole theme and and speaking of themes there's a bigger question here about are we all faking it on social media which i think we are <laughs> i think we are in well in, in some ways no you know i love seeing i'm from the east coast but i'm living in la and i love people complain about facebook i don't want to see this person's lunch i don't want to i like seeing people's lunch i like seeing kids first day of school outfits i want to see what my cousins are doing i don't get to see them right much um and especially my nieces and nephews my family i love it helps me keep in touch but i i do think there's an element of especially with when you're paid to look perfect which is this whole world of influencers and brand ambassadors but there is this element of um of faking it wanting to look a certain way and and you know, you're always seeing these friends who are posting these perfect pictures and then they don't post for so long and then you find out they get divorced and I'm like, I was so invested in your relationship. It was all fake. Yeah. But it happens more and more and it's it begs the question, is is are most of us faking it on social media? Um, I, th I think that there is an element to that, definitely with influencers and definitely now that there are so many ways to... Uh, manipulate photos, you know, mm -hmm. with filters and the way you could change the shape of your body. And um, I think it it is very much about creating an aspirational life a lot of the time. But I, like you, you know, that's my way of also connecting with family and friends and seeing what they're doing. So it's it's the it's the good and the bad yeah. of social media. It's I like everything else in yeah. life. Like the TV came along and it did so much good, but it also did so much, yeah. you know, it could do so much damage. Yeah. Um, so it's like anything else and we have to know how to manage it. Um, did you do a lot of research? I, I follow a lot of influencers because a lot of them have tips and tricks that I'm interested right. in. Um did you do a lot of, re did you follow a lot of them or do a lot of research? I did do, yeah. I, I did a lot of research. Um, I also, you know, my kids are millennials, so I talked to them about social media and influencers that they follow as well. And so it was a definite learning experience for me, for sure. 
But you had been on social media before you started researching this book. I I was, okay. but learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it became sort of a different animal afterwards. And then also through, you know, having to promote the book, I also got more involved in social media yeah. that way. So it's been a, you know, it's definitely been a curve. It's an interesting thing because that's another thing about about promoting a book, you know, authors in this day and age, it, social media is so helpful. It's so, what a great way to promote a book. You have so many avenues and so many ways to connect with readers. Um, and then the flip side is, you know, people can be bullies, people can be mean. And I always think, thank God there was no social media when I was in high school, because I don't think I had so much anxiety as it was. I have so much anxiety <laughs> still. It's just part of my fabric that I think... Um, it would have killed me in high school, to be honest. Yeah. It's very stressful. I mean, it's still stressful to post. Yes. Is this interesting? Is it boring? Does yes. anybody really care? Is this, am I being narcissistic by posting this? But um, the book community online mm-hmm. and inst- and bookstagrammers in particular, um, it's a whole world that um, I discovered that was amazing mm-hmm. and lovely and warm and um, people have been really, really nice. nice. And so, again, you know, I think that there is an unbelievable amount of bullying that does happen that's just heartbreaking and um, upsetting, but also this way of supporting and connecting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, there are six, so seasonaires. I thought this was a word that you came up with. I was like, oh, it's perfect. But uh, listening to another interview, I understand this was actually a word I hadn't heard of. Um you know, of course, I've heard of brand ambassadors, influencers, um, but seasonaires are literally people who go somewhere and spend the season that's promoting. The tra- yes, yeah. that's the traditional term for it. It's, it is actually vaca- vacationers who spend um, oh, okay. the winter and summer seasons in really beautiful spots um, everywhere. And also um, like at ski resorts, um, young people who work at ski resorts are often called seasonaires as well. Okay, okay. Um because it's, it, it sounded like a, a playoff of millionaire, like they kind of like are living the life. And they are living yeah, the life. Yeah, and they yeah. are, exactly. So in this book, there are six seasonaires. Um, the main character is Mia, um, and they work for Lyndon Wilde and her sister. Um, well, they work for Lyndon Wilde, and her sister also works alongside her. Um, was Were each of the characters, or particularly Mia, was based, Was it were they based on... Anyone I know, Mia shares a lot of character. You felt, com- you know, felt uh, the most connection with her. Yeah. Or, yes, um, definitely. Which I think is usually the case. But um, there, did you feel there was something in each of the characters in order to write them that you had to identify with? I, I always feel that way about all my characters, um, including my extremely flawed characters. I mean, there's right. one character who you know, I don't believe I'm anything like, and, and he's a pretty awful mm-hmm. person in the yes, book. He is. <laughs> um, but as far as the season airs went, I, I really felt like I was able to relate to each of them in some, in some way. And they so. all had such, um, there were so many layers to them. So Thank when you, you first meet them, they're, um, they're, they're a certain way. And a good friend of yours read the book and said, I hated these characters at first, which I don't think is such a bad thing. I think a lot of writers struggle with that. Um, They're, you know, maybe you can't be offended because this is the process, but maybe a little like, how could you not like my main character or the character? Just keep reading. But, but that's part of the process. Well, that's a character arc. And I feel like people need to be patient when they read and, 
sometimes characters are going to be unlikable and you will discover interesting things that hopefully make you feel some sense of connection with them. So, right. Yes. And so when you first, how did she phrase it exactly? Was it an email or you're like, (laughs) um, I think she emailed me and said, (laughs) I've started your book. I really hate these characters. (laughs) Um, but I'm going to keep reading. Oh, it's good. Okay, oh, okay, she, okay, no, okay. she said, I'm going to keep reading. And then two days later, she wrote me and she said, I loved it. And she really did. I'm not like, right. yeah, this yeah, up yeah, to yeah, sound yeah. good. But she, was, <laughs> she just said she really enjoyed it. And she found discovered so much out about the characters. But she knew enough to hang in, to there, hang in there. You know, yeah, and, exactly. and that they, they are a certain way when you first meet them, partially because they're trying to present themselves in a certain way mm-hmm. as season airs, but as as we as re- readers get to know them, um, and they get to know each other, obviously and they're living together, things are going to um, come out, you know. Right. So when you got that email so I'm the type of person who I think I would have gotten that email and then be like, Oh my God, please make her love her, please make her love it, please make her love it. Um but also, and then the rational side of me would be like, if she doesn't, I'll fix it or or figure out how to, you know, it's it's hard because you can't make them likable right away, you know, you, or you could find something in them that people can relate to, that even if they're doing these things that make her hate them, if they save the cat kind of thing, then right. you can relate to them and like them. So was there any, did you change anything to be like, let me do this? And th-? Well, the book was already out. Oh, she read, oh, so there was oh, no fixing the book. <laughs> and we're oh, really good friends. I didn't friends. know that part of the story. So oh, thankfully okay. my friends are really honest with me. Wow, had, really honest. Yeah. And, and, um, it's good. Yeah, it's good. And I had other friends that I was terrified for them to read the book and get their reactions. And people have been, very supportive, yeah. I will say. I mean, it's, you know, I think on top of everything, it's kind of an escapist read yeah. and everybody has, I think we all have needed some sort yes. of escape lately. <laughs> yes. so I like that I'm you hoping. said that you're glad it's a beach read. You're glad. Oh, people I, feel, yeah, I'm very, juicy. yeah, I'm proud of yeah. it being a beach yeah. read. It's, it's a good it, thing. I hope it's fun. And when people say that it's, I find it to be a compliment. Yeah, I really do. It, it, it's wonderful. Beach read or not, it's wonderful. Thank um, you. Because we're going into September, so people should still be reading. Bring it on your ski trip. That's right. (laughs) Um, So the main character really is Mia. Um, When you were writing her, so her her mom, her parents are divorced, which is still, you know, it happened when she was young, but it still affects her um, in some ways. And her mom is is sadly dealing with cancer. She's her her main caretaker but she has this opportunity to go to Nantucket for the summer so there's she's dealing with a lot did you um consciously choose to give her these you know the divorce the cancer to make her relatable or she just came to you that way as someone who was dealing with these issues I I really wanted to uh have a main character that um was torn between her responsibilities at home and also wanting to break away and maybe do something more with her life. So it was important for me to have somebody that had a struggle. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, I wasn't brought up like her, but we all have our own struggles. And so it was important for me to have a a main character who was like that. And it made her very sympathetic. It did. Even though she was, you know, she was a good kid and she was, you like her and you root for her and you want it to work out for her. Um, and you feel for her often. Um, it was, she, she was torn 
I, I felt sorry for her. And then the other characters were so obnoxious at first. So it's so social meet so the theme of the book you know so trying to present themselves in a certain way like you say but then you find out more about them and you feel for them too um so particularly Presley was there um when you were writing her how did you come up with the name again it was just one of those things that uh I just I don't know I thought it was a really fun name for a girl to have I like um male names for girls and uh she just, her character came to me right away and I loved her. I loved her as much as I loved Mia. She was very, she was obnoxious in certain ways and, um, and a little underhanded, obviously, and willing to do some things that were not great. Um, but she was fun to write and I felt like she had a backstory that was important to tell too, and that their mm-hmm. friend, that their friendship or their relationship was um, like fraught with complications. And right. So that was that was fun. Was she based on anyone? I know you said you had a roommate in your twenties. I don't know if she's. Um, she's a she, yeah. Of people. All of them yeah. are yeah. honestly mm-hmm. um, like bits and pieces of yeah. me and you know people I know or people I heard about stories it's just I mean that's just writing in general yeah but I could picture someone I mean I'm sure you don't know someone named Presley but in the book she's named after her mother loved Elvis Presley and and I was like I could just picture someone doing that like it just was felt so real yeah thank you very much so so the first page starts out this isn't this isn't you know spoiling anything it's the first page starts out with a dead body Mm -hmm. so did you decide that's one of those things that I'm like did you write the whole book and then we're like, let me put this in the beginning for tone, to for suspense, um, or did you put it, have it on the first page from the beginning? I that was why I wanted to write the book. Oh, okay. I literally knew what the first page was going to be. Oh, I knew okay. what the first image was going to be because I just thought this this is such a perfect life, and it's so aspirational, and anything that's perfect is so not perfect underneath, and right. it just lent itself to. Uh, for to a murder and yeah. so I knew when I said I wanted I, I thought it'd be a great book to write I knew that that's how I was going to open the book from from the start perfect and um what was the hardest scene to write the hardest I think coming back around to that scene was was hard because it it had to be told in a different way mm-hmm. and that was really new to me coming from um other forms of writing and to be able to um, have it be interesting and kind of tie it all together. I think that was a, that was a challenging uh, scene. I love when books and movies do that. When you see it from another, the same scene from another perspective. And I was wondering, is it going to be the same scene, but you, you know, you told it from in a different way Um, and it was great. And then there were also these elements of there's, this is the, the, the Christopher Guest aspect that they're still taking pictures, you know, they still have their job to do. They still have to look good. Right. And the the fun of it also was to drop clues in what they're posting on social media. Mm -hmm. And so throughout the book to keep, for me to keep that in mind, like where can I um, drop a clue that even that people wouldn't notice until after they were done with the book or maybe thought about it. Like that was, uh, that was also fun to do in the writing process. 
Did you call your kids at any point and were like, if you post on social media, if you post on Instagram, are you automatically geotag, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, I did talk yeah. to them about, well, for, my son is not on Instagram. Oh, good he for just, him. He does zero social media. Good for which him. Is I feel really like that's funny. what I would have been like when I was younger. Yeah, he's younger. not interested at all. Oh, good. Um, it, a little bit more interested now, I think, since he's <laughs> gone to college, but doesn't have a social media. And good. my daughter is pretty moderate about hers, good. but I did talk to her about it. So I, I, she helped me kind of discover more things about it. And I did uh, talk to her. Because even if you're, you know, you're a young person and you, you're not on it, which I think is great, which I want to convince my niece and nephew to do. But if you're not on it, you still, everyone else, it, like it's through osmosis, you still right. know, even if you don't have Instagram, you'll be like, Ma, this is how it works. Yeah, Yeah, that's so funny. There's also, you know, you wrote the book before the Me Too movement, but there's um, also men misusing their positions of power in this book. And you started in Hollywood. You grew up in L.A. I did. Uh, Went to UCLA and LMU. um, And you were a receptionist for a studio, which had to be... (laughs) That's a whole other book. (laughs) Yes. Um, It was, that was actually a really good experience. I was, prior to that, I was an intern for producers in Hollywood and dealt with my share of really unpleasant um, situations um, back then. And so uh, when all this happened, it was, and and I'd already written the book about Mm -hmm. it, it was, it was really... uh, important. It felt really important to me. Even though it is a beach read, yes. there is that element yes. to it. And um, I, I just felt like it was important to touch upon because it, it's in every, it's not every just industry. in, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. just in the entertainment industry or the fashion industry. And it's, it's, a, it's kind of rampant, unfortunately. Yeah. And, um, and the way they deal with it is great. It's like kind of, you know, it's, if you had a daydream about how you would deal with your horrible boss, it, it you know it worked out so satisfying. Um, but then there's also the element of Lyndon, who she's such an interesting character. Was she based on anyone? No, she really wasn't. I mean, it was um, just she was a really interesting, dynamic mother, chic mother figure to yes. write. So again. <clears throat> I'm not remotely a chic mother figure, but I am a mother figure. So, and, and I'm fierce in the way that I mother. So I was able to relate to to that, but at the same time, she runs a business and Mm -hmm. she needs to get stuff done and it Mm -hmm. doesn't always happen in, in, in the way, you know, that we might think it's, it's right. Cause there's, she was a little scary, you know, it's scary because she's the boss that's, that's inherently like, you you know, (laughs) being afraid of authority figures and wanting to do well. And they all kind of felt that, I think. Um, and then there was, you know, she was tough. We saw the scenes where, um, you know, where she was running her business. Um, and we saw the things she she said and did. And, it, you know, it made you wonder who, you know, what her true, who she really was. Um, so she was a great character because she kept me guessing until the end. She, I just, I want to see her on the screen. I feel like she's going to look great. She's going to act great. Yeah. I'm going to love all her scenes. Um, so she was a great character as well. Um, which, which also leads me to the question, you, it's not written, me as the main character, but it's not written from her point of view. It's not in first person because there are these other scenes that you, you have to know what's going on to know the true intentions of her of some of the other people. Um, 
and to know to know where they stand. So did you ever think of writing it in first person? Initially, I think I was drawn to writing it in first person. Um, and I would love to do that eventually. Mm-hmm. I would really love to do that eventually. But because all the characters were really important, I needed to write it um, in the way that it was written, um, especially because it's the it's it really is an ensemble piece. She's she's the main character, but it just was important to have uh, everybody kind of get their time. Yeah, and it and it revealed a lot and 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 made it more satisfying because there were times when I was like, "Am I being punked? Was there really a dead body?" And then I'm like, "Okay, yes, there was." You know, it, it helped it helped bring it all together and and assured me that I was thinking of the right thing. But then, of course, I was still surprised at the end. Oh, good. Um, but it, it yeah, um, so yeah, I think the voices of all of them too you captured. So, you know, you're obviously not a 20-year-old male. I am not a 20-year-old <laughs> No, 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 male. 20 male. <laughs> you yeah. could be a 20-year-old no. female. But, yeah, you, you still captured their kind of bro-isms. <laughs> Did you have to ask your kids about that, too? I know you, your daughter read the book, and she, she helped did. you with dialogue, right? Yeah. But also, you know, I'm close with them. I, you know, uh, did a lot of work at their schools, and I know their friends, and I'm a really um, obnoxious eavesdropper just in me general too. in life. Um, oh, me too. <laughs> and so I I listen to the way people talk, and, and that is how some guys talk, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, so it was listening. But also she, in having her read the material, uh, she was really honest when something didn't sound right as far as dialogue. She would just say, no, no one would say this, Mom, or, you know, she was – that's very so honest, helpful. yeah. Very uh, to the point and very honest. That's so helpful. I'm an obnoxious eavesdropper too. Sometimes my husband will be talking to me, and I'm like, I'm trying to listen. Like, I these people, yes, you're being rude. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like as a writer, I feel like it's it's natural. Yeah. You can't not be interested in other people's that's conversations. Right. I'm sure I say very interesting and <laughs> uh, entertaining things that other people hear too. So exactly. You know. um, so you. Yeah, have these two beautiful children. They are college age. Um, I've seen their pictures. I could picture someone asking them to spend a summer or winter oh, somewhere. Thank you. Um, taking pictures of themselves wearing certain clothes or doing certain things. I know they're musicians playing certain instruments. Maybe what would you what would you think of such an opportunity? Um, you know, I very supportive of whatever they want to do. They have really good heads on their shoulders. And if they chose to do that, which by the way, neither of them would do, um, (laughs) I would be fine with it. I think they just need to experience life. And also, you know, the the seasonaires and brand ambassadors get to go to gorgeous places and get paid for it. So that's a pretty good gig. Yeah. Sounds like a great summer or winter. That's right. Um, So in addition to writing, um, writing for TV, writing now the season airs, what is your next book about? Um, It's (laughs) something very similar. Oh, good. Okay, good. It's it's kind of a secret, but it's um, very similar. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's a sequel. It might be a sequel. Oh. Yeah, it's just uh, maybe. I'm very excited. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then this is also optioned for tele- for it to be a TV show. It is has that right? Option so how does that work? Like, what's that process like? 
Oh, it's very slow. Yeah. <laughs> Did they yeah. approach you? And um, my my reps went out okay. with it, and oh, nice. it, it uh, you know it got the attention of a, a production company, and it's it's in the very very early development stages. And anybody who knows TV, it's a it's anything can happen. I certainly would be very excited if if uh, the development continued. Would you write on it? Is that uh, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That yeah. would be. I could see it as a TV show, and I, I, you know, I feel like the hope now is not for books to be turned into movies, but for books to be turned into TV shows because it it you get so. I feel like you get so much more. Even you know what was that show on HBO? Big Little Lies. I was like so happy that they didn't turn it into a two-hour movie that we were able to have seven hours because it, it just gave you so much, and it wasn't you didn't get that feeling like you know the book is is always better, but it gave you time to to get to know everyone and to get to know the story. Right. Yeah. It lets it lets the characters breathe. Yeah. And the, and the story arc breathe. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. And so, it's visual. You know. I look, I'm looking forward to the TV show. I, I, thank you. I hope it- <laughs> and then you also started The Broad Dot Life. So that's The Broad Dot Life, not dot com, um, which I like that there's a dot life. I feel like that's so life I think affirming. It was, I think it's just because they're <laughs> made. It was, yeah, that's the honest But it works out perfectly. It does work perfectly. And the line... So I was reading all of the articles on there. I just love it. The line that drew me in is, we are not young enough to do anything. We are old enough to do everything. Um, so it's for women. You know, it says we're not in our 20s. We're not in our 30s. Um, but I love it. It's fantastic. How did that start? Um, I had felt like there was nothing out there for women over the age of 40 that was fun. And I mean, cool is a lame word, but um, just current and sexy and honest. And, um, uh, I just felt like there was nothing out there like that. So I had wanted to write in that kind of area for a long time. And I dragged a friend of mine along and (laughs) she's with my partner and we've been involved with some really great women. It's wonderful. Thank you. There are great articles. Everyone should check it out again. It's the broad dot life, but you wrote, um, an article called surrender Dorothy, which is a great name, Thank which you. I was meant to read today. It's um, it's a lot about about surrendering, and I, um, you know, I feel like so many people write these articles about looking back on your younger self and what would you tell your younger self. And I feel like the advice is always the same to a degree. It's always stop worrying. It's going to work out the way it's going to work out. You have no control, so just try to enjoy it. What will be will be, and it was wonderful. And Thank you. this was the this was the um, article where you discussed re- meditating for ten minutes every day and creating lists. This is which is fairly a new, which is new for you. Yeah, yes, I'm still right. not great at meditating. To be but I feel honest, like even but, bad meditating is good yeah, meditating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I definitely um, try to give myself time to just take in life. Um, I have dogs that I'm pretty obsessed with. I walk with them. Um, lately I've been talking about posting on social media. The posts are probably not very interesting, but I've been walking around my neighborhood and taking pictures of flowers that I see. And I just think it's important to take a minute and stop rushing and, Mm -hmm. um, contemplate your navel and, Mm -hmm. um, count your blessings, I think is 
really important. Do you think, um, well, you wrote about these two lists. (laughs) One was um, you were writing all of the kind of the bad things, like all of the fears, and you burned it. You literally burned it to ashes, right? And took a picture, which I love. And then there was the good list that you wrote, The New Moon. Um, Did you feel a change? Did you feel it help you? Or even if it's, I feel like some, a lot of these things, and I do it all, (laughs) I try to do it all. But um, I feel like a lot of time it has the placebo effect. Like it makes me feel better, which makes me give a different energy, which makes better things happen. Yeah, do you find that? I, I do. I think that um, practicing those, making that kind of effort mm-hmm. um, is, is self-care. And mm-hmm. I think when you can do that, and, I, and I'm not very good at it, but when I can do it, um, I think it just benefits everybody. Yeah. Um, not just me, but my, you know, my spouse and my kids and my friends and colleagues. And, uh, I think it's important and it might be a placebo. Yeah. It might be total bull, but it's, it, you know, I think it's important to try to try right. to do those things. And I feel like it works. And also I feel like, you know, I have to remind myself, I'm not doing these things. So good things will happen. I'm doing these things because it's self care, like you say, right. and it's, important to give gratitude, which was, uh, which was what you mentioned in this article mm-hmm. that how important it is. I saw your flower picture today, but I didn't want to like it. Cause I'm like, I don't want to think I'm stalking her on social media oh, right before me, she shows please. up, stalk me. <laughs> but it was beautiful. Oh, and I feel you. like that is so important that that's the other thing I would tell my younger self or any young person who wants advice is how important it, how important it is to stop and smell the roses because it changes your perspective, which no matter what happens, it's just better to go through life appreciative and grateful. It does change things. Yes, I agree. Do you think the meditative process helped in writing your writing? Um, it actually helped me after I finished writing because I was very anxious oh, after no. my first, you know, yeah. my book was coming out and I had a lot of anxiety about that and I needed to figure out a way to um, mitigate some of that anxiety. I, I never took baths before. I'm now a Oh, I'm like obsessed with baths and uh, bath bombs Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, But it really was something I I started doing because I I was trying to, you know, deal with some pretty anxious moments. It can be very anxious because writing for TV and and that's such a collaborative process that whatever happens, you're all in it together. But this is like putting your baby out and like... It's, it's very, it's solitary in a, in a way. It is. Um, and it's yes. very exposing. Yeah. yeah. But people were really supportive. Like my yes. publisher has been great and my agent has been great and they were really supportive and still incredibly supportive. So that's helpful, but you're definitely not working. If you're working on a show or a movie, every, there's a lot of hands in it and it, it's, it's a different process. Yeah. So did you write in a certain room at home? I do. I have a desk and, uh, I basically, my husband says that he leaves me in the morning and I'm planted at the desk and he comes home at night and I'm still planted at the desk. And he always says like, we have, there's all these pretty places to ride it. We have, you know, we have a patio, it's beautiful, but I'm very, I'm a creature of habit. So I really sit in the same place and, and just put my head down and write. I'm really a work. I've always been kind of a workhorse and I just put my head down and do it and in the same place every day. I was going to say you sound very dedicated there from morning to night. So you really were there from, are there from morning to night. Yeah. I try to work out because I'm sitting on my tush all day, (laughs) but, um, I try to work out and, um, 
snack. I eat yeah. <laughs> cookies and cheese. Um, but I, you know, I get it done. I, I, I love writing. And so um, just really focusing is a big thing for me. And it always has been. And it's had to be that way because, you know, I, I, when I was momming, when I was doing mm-hmm. mom stuff, um, the time I had to write was uh, just more compressed. So mm-hmm. I, I really had to get it done in between activities mm-hmm. and taking kids from here to there. So you're so inspiring because you really have made it as a writer. You haven't oh, had thank to. You. It's true. I, you know, looking at your bio and and you've really done it and you made it work. And thank you know, you you were very honest that you know you still feel like. You, you're waiting for the next job. You know, you want that security, but you've done it and you made it and it's so inspiring. Um, I hate to ask, you know, what's your advice to writers? Cause it's so broad, but what's the best money you've ever spent as a writer, like on a class or on a, I, I don't. Um, I have a really good friend of mine is a, is a consultant and she edits and she helped me through the process of the first book with advice and kind of, um, getting me uh, comfortable mm-hmm. with the process. I think that if you have somebody who can help you like that, that is really good money spent. I think yes. any any kind of support classes are great. I mean, I went to school and I studied screenwriting and that was really great. But I think you don't necessarily have to spend any money. It's <laughs> right. you have it, do it, sit down and do it. There's nothing stopping anyone from, you know, yeah. Putting, putting pen to paper. You know? I feel like it's one of those dreams that there are vultures who try to get you to um, pay for this, such and such, you know. But like you say, the best thing is just to write and then find your support network of right. other people wanting to do it. Yeah, because not everybody could afford It's It's hard to spend money yeah. having somebody help you or going to take classes. And I think that's the that's the joy of just being able to write any anywhere, yeah. really. Yeah. And then you um, um, mentioned, we were chatting earlier about Novel Network, speaking of a support system. Mm-hmm. Um, can you describe them? Yeah, Novel Network is um, a group that puts together um, authors with readers and book groups. And it's you just look up Novel Network. And it, it's been great for me because I'm a debut author. And uh, I didn't have that many connections. And getting involved with them has been great. I've met so many amazing authors. And wonderful readers it's been great it sounds amazing speaking of so that's novel network novel network i'll tag them in our post on um on instagram speaking of support (coughs) networks your adorable husband is here i don't know if we can get a shot of him um possibly wave i'll tell you to wave if it comes by but you're um, blushy oh he's so cute you guys are so cute and i saw also on the broad dot life um, a great picture of your whole family. When I say the whole family, you, David, your children, your ex-husband and his girlfriend, who yes. they've been together a long time. Yes. Um, have you ever thought about writing a book about co-parenting? I was just talking to my husband about, you know, just writing something eventually about just being candid about the way our family is. It's I'm so flawed in so many ways and not a perfect parent and certainly not a perfect wife. Um, but I bring a lot of humor to that and I'm very willing to admit my mistakes. And so I think it would be fun to write about. I 
don't know if my family would love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and I, and I really do care. You know, yeah. and there is a privacy issue. So mm-hmm. who knows if that'll uh, ever happen? But. I feel really fortunate. We have a really nice little family. Yeah, it was so heartwarming to see that. I was like, that's... And then you described your ex-husband's new lady as just the nicest person in the world. So I'm like, that that's yeah. so fortunate. Like, that's a an element of luck. Maybe no matter how hard you try to co-parent, that's yeah, such she's wonderful ama- luck. She's Thank God. And she's actually written for The Broad Life before, and she's a oh. wonderful photographer. And so she's provided photos, and she's just an amazing person and amazing nice. with my kids. And so I think wonderful. we all, we, we all, there's like a, a goal to just make sure that the kids are happy. Yeah. It's a common goal, so... They seem like great kids. Your daughter is also a writer. Are you? Do you have any? You've written together, right? We have written together. What did? What was the final? Um, we well, we wrote a spec pilot, a TV pilot together when she was actually in junior high. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it was a while ago. And then most recently, um, she wrote a short story that I thought was beautiful, and I cried every time I read it. And so I decided that it should be a short film. And so we made an animated short film. Co- I co-produced it. Um, we found amazing animators and, um, she does the lead voice and I have like one line in the whole thing, (laughs) but we, we just made it into our first film festival, which is the LA Indie Film Festival. Nice. What's the name of it? It's called Willow. Okay. And you can't see it online because we're trying to get it into other festivals, but it was, it was really an amazing experience. And she's just a, she's a, she writes lyrics. She's in a band. Jane Doe is their band. Um, and uh, But she writes beautiful prose. She's, I think she's a better writer than I am, frankly. But Nice. So maybe she'll be at Book Circle Online next. I, <laughs> Do you think she'll, she I, has maybe, it in her? Yeah, uh, yeah maybe. It sounds I like mean, it. Right now she's really concentrating on music and, mm-hmm. and writing music and lyrics. But she's, she's a, an amazing writer. Very nice. So and, and what's next for you besides... Which I'm very much looking forward to. The next book is that what you're working on now? I am working on that. Nice. Now. Yeah. Um, I, there's that, and um, just in, involved in some TV. Still doing the same things. Yeah. TV movies. I have nice. the short film that's um, you know going to show, and just you know just trying to be creative. All very exciting projects. Yeah, be sure you. to get up from your desk and take the dogs for a walk. I do. I look forward to your flower photos and more and, and, and seeing all of this come to fruition. It's really exciting. Congratulations again. Thank you so much. Where can everyone find you on very important social media, which we know. Um, I, uh, on Instagram, Jana King, it's Jana King K. And it's J-A. Two N's. Yeah. Um, King K. And then I'm on Twitter. I think I'm, am I right? JK on Twitter. Uh, and Facebook, Jana King, and then the Broad Life. If people want to look for my articles there or uh, contribute, any women who want to contribute, we're always open to that. Nice. And the yeah. Season Airs is available wherever books are sold. Yes. Again, it's the Season Airs by Jana King. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having this me. This was awesome. <laughs> and this is Book Circle Online. Be sure to rate and comment below, and find us on social media. I'm Fern Rone. F-E-R-N-R-O-N-A-Y. Thank you. From executive producers Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menounos, and Jeffrey Masters, thanks for tuning in to Book Circle Online. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. To suggest a book title or their author, you can tweet us at Book Circle On. This is Book Circle Online. Thanks for tuning in.